Ashvenu matoiv chalkenu. How lucky and happy we are with our share that we are yidden. Umanoim gedolenu. How pleasant is our lot that we are chsidim. Umayofa yirushasenu. And how beautiful is our inheritance that we are chsidah chabad. This month is packed with many yomim toivim. Starting from Rosh Kislev, the day the Rebbe became gesund. Beis Kislev, the day that the Svarim came back to 770 to the Rebbe. Vav Kislev, which was yesterday, is the day of the Rebbe's Tnoim. Before a chasana, you write a contract of certain conditions. <clears throat> and that was written on Vav Kislev. Then comes Tes Kislev, is the birthday, and also the yard site of the Mitle Rebbe. <clears throat> Mitle Rebbe was born on Tes Kislev, and 54 years later was his Stalkus. Then comes Yud Kislev. Mitlereb is Chagagaula, he was freed from jail. Then comes Yud Gimel Kislev. It was a very big simcha when the judge dealing with the Sfarim, there was a question whether the Rebbe should come to court and testify. And the judge decided that the Rebbe does not have to come. A king does not have to go and testify. The Rebbe is a king, that's why he didn't have to go. Yudalit Kislev, as we know, is the Rebbe's chasana. And then we come to Yudas Kislev. It's two things, the Mizitshamagat's yard site and the Chagagaula of the Alter Rebbe from jail. Then comes Chav Kislev. Chav Kislev is the day that the first Tanya came from the printer to the Alter Rebbe. And then comes, of course, Chav Hei Kislev, Hanukkah. And finally, the third day of Hanukkah, Chav Zayin Kislev, the Alter Rebbe was freed from his second arrest. So we have so many Yomim Tevim. If you count it up, so far, 11 Yomim Tevim. Wow. And what makes it so special is the fact that we are lucky to be chassidim of the Rebbe. The Rebbe, you should know, once told Rabbi Groner, Rabbi Gro- I heard this from Rabbi Groner, the Rebbe's Gabbai, that in the old, past generations, the Rabbeim would bench the chassidim whenever they would ask for it. If they ever came and asked for a bracha, the Rebbeim would give a bracha. Now, the Rebbe says, we don't even wait anymore. We keep on pouring and pouring brachas to the chassidim even before they ask. There's only one thing they have to do, is catch it. Catch the bracha. Grab it. How do you get it? And that we know. Whenever we want to get a bracha, you have to make a keli. You have to do something, something special, a achlata, 
a good deed, do something special so that that bracha can reach you. The Rebbe knows about us, the Rebbe is thinking about us, and knows what your needs are. There was once a bacher, in the times of the Rebbe Rashab. There was a very fine bacher, learned well, davened well, was careful in the mitzvahs. It happened once that he needed a tikkun. A tikkun means to repair something that he did wrong. Maybe he missed out a mitzvah or he did an avera, but, you know, we're human. People make mistakes. We do tshuva, and then you come to the Rebbe and ask for a tikkun. What can I do about what happened? So he went, he went into Yechidus to be privately with the Rebbe Rashab. The way it worked, you would sign your name or put, a, put your name on a list, and then the secretary, the Gabbai, would tell you when to come. And they had like a whole row of people online that will go that time to Yechidus, one at a time. So this Bachar had his turn to go into Yechidus when he came into the room and he asked the Rebbe Rashab for a tikkun. The Rebbe Rashab gave him a tikkun, told him what to do. And the Bachar was shocked, was so surprised. Because for a Bachar like him, he expected a much greater or much more sophisticated or more fancy, some kind of special tikkun. And what the Rebbe told him was something that you, you, would, tell, you would think a simple Bachar will get it, a very simple guy. Why is the Rebbe telling me such a simple thing? And for one second or a millisecond, a thought passed through the Bachar's mind. He thought, maybe the Rebbe makes, is making a mistake who I am. Because they give the Rebbe a list of all the people coming to Yechidus. And maybe the Rebbe mixed me up with a different name. He doesn't know who I re really am. That's why he's giving me a very simple tikkun. How long did it take the Bachar to think this? Uh, mamish, a second. As soon as the Bachar thought this, the Rebbe Rashab suddenly looked at him and says to him, and I want you to know that I know who you are better than you know who you are. In other words, there are no secrets from the Rebbe. The Rebbe knows everything, and the Rebbe cares about us and benches us all the time. That's why what we have is a munas sadikim, to trust and believe in a Rebbe. Like the Pasik says, by Yaminu Bahashem over Moshe Avdoi. That he the Yidn believe not just in Hashem, they believe that Hashem has a tzaddik. Moshe Rabbeinu, in every generation who we trust and we believe. And our Chachamim say on this Pasik, you really want to believe in Hashem? You have to have a Muna in the tzaddik. So that's what, why we are so lucky. We have a Rebbe, we have faith in him, we trust him, we believe him. But most important is to follow his advice. Even sometimes we don't understand it, we should follow the Rebbe's advice. For example, 
The Rebbe tells us to learn Chitas, to learn Rambam, Sefer HaMitzvahs, at least Sefer HaMitzvahs. The Rebbe tells us to learn Gula Mashiach. The Rebbe has a reason why he's doing this. He's giving us special brachas that we get by doing this. There was once a Shaliach, I want you to know, a Shaliach who wrote a letter to the Rebbe. He's busy in his Chabad house doing so much work he doesn't have enough time to do the whole chitas. He's asking the Rebbe if, if he could be excused. I don't know, from the whole chitas or part of chitas. And the Rebbe wrote back, what does the shliach expect me to do? To tell him to, that he should do something which will stop all the brachas that he's getting? I should agree that he should stop chitas and not get all the brachas? that a person gets from Chitas. <clears throat> we follow the Rebbe's advice, even though sometimes we may not understand them. We take it and we do it. And that's why the story I want to tell you today is a story about a Munas Tzadikim. There was once a Yid by the name Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda used to do all the mitzvahs very carefully, but there was one mitzvah in particular that he loved, and that was Hachnasas Archim. He had one room in his house, which was the guest room. And over there, he, if you walked into that room, you would think it was for a king. It was much nicer than Rabbi Yehuda's own room. The best bed, the best blankets, the best pillows, the best... Everything was just nice. And if there was any food that was from leftover from yesterday, Rabbi Yehuda and his family would eat it and give the guest the fresh food from today. One day, as Rabbi Yehuda was leaving shul, he heard an announcement. Your attention, please, your attention, please. The yearly market in the city of Leipzig will be taking place next week. Everyone come, everyone's invited to come to the market. In the city of Leipzig, which was quite far away from his own city, they had every single year a big market that everybody would come, thousands of people. People would buy stuff, people would sell stuff. People came from all over, from all over different cities and towns. So Rabbi Yehuda came home and told his wife that he wants to go to Leipzig. What do you want to buy there? I want to buy something nice for the guest room, something better. And how do you expect to pay for it? Hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> you have no money saved up. So how about we start saving up money so next year, when they have the market, next year I'll be able to have money. Okay, good idea. So from then on, every single day, after he gave tzedakah, and he had the rest of his money in his pocket, his own money, he took another coin out of his pocket and put it in, into a little box on which he wrote, This is going to be using for when he's going to go next year to the market. Some days he put in two coins or three, some days he didn't put any. After the year was up, 
and the market was going to take place in a few more days. Rabbi Yehuda counted up the money. He had exactly 400 coins, small coins. And because they're so heavy to carry all the way to Leipzig, he changed them over for larger coins. And he took four golden coins, wrapped them in a, in a little cloth, put them in his pocket, and he's ready to go to Leipzig. His wife said to him, what are you planning to buy there? Four golden coins is nothing. People go there with so much more money. Ah, oh, don't worry. Who's in charge of the world? Hashem. Who's in charge of a person's success? Hashem. I can go with four coins and Hashem will help me. And how are you planning to get there? You don't even have a horse and wagon. and You don't have money to pay for a ride. Hashem is in charge. Have it, betachin. I'm thinking in my mind that Hashem can get me a ride. Someone will take me. Okay, Gegez and Tehet. He took a little suitcase, put his talus and filling in, some svarim, some food, and he started to walk on the road. As he's walking on the road, saying Mishnayis Balpeh, some Tilim Balpeh, whatever he was able to remember. Suddenly, he hears a horse and wagon coming by. Oh, Yanko, can you stop your wagon, please? Yehuda, what are you doing on the road? I'm going to Leipzig. Oh, I'm also going. You want to have a ride? Yes, please. So hop on. He jumps onto the wagon, and they have a nice friendly talk. They're good friends. And as they're getting closer to the market, <coughs> Reb Yankel says, Yehuda, but where's all your money? I'm bringing along a big sack of thousands of golden coins. Where is your money? He says, I have, Baruch Hashem. How much do you have? At least a thousand? No. Do you have at least a hundred golden coins? No. Do you have fifty? So what are you going for? What am I going for? Who's in charge of this world? Who runs the show? Who's in charge a person should succeed? Hashem, even with less. Do you have at least 10? No. Five? No. Do you have three golden coins? I have more than three. La, 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 la. You have more than three and less than, four, less than five. Where's my calculator? Ah, so you have four. You really expect to get something? You know, for Hashem, there's no problem. Hashem could do anything. If Hashem can make the menorah in the base of Mikdash that had only enough oil for one day, it could last for eight days, Hashem can take my money, my four coins, and make me get so much money and so rich, more than someone else has thousands. Just have trust in Hashem. Betachen. When they came to the marketplace, he gets off the wagon, goes to the first store. Okay, what are you selling? Silverware. Hmm, that's good. I can use that for my guests. How much is a set? Well, the set has 15 pieces, five spoons, five forks, and five knives. And how much is it? 15 golden coins. 15 
Are you able to open up the set and just sell me a few? No. Okay. I'll go to the next store. Goes to the next store. What do you sell? We're selling brooms. How much is a broom? Two golden coins. Ah! Baruch Hashem. And I have four coins. I can buy two of them. Very good. Oh, one minute. I have so many brooms in the house and very good ones. I didn't even need to buy any brooms. Sorry. Sorry for bothering you. And like this, Rabbi Yehuda went from one store to the next until he came to the end of the marketplace. And over there, <clears throat> he sees a store that was empty. There was a man sitting in there, but there was nothing in the window and nothing on the shelves. But what is this guy selling? Is he selling fresh air? I can use some fresh air for my guests when it's summertime and it gets very hot and they didn't make air conditioners yet. I can bring some fresh air. Let me go in and see what he's selling. Goes in. Hi, my name is Yehuda. My name is Avram. How can I help you? What are you selling? Oh, what am I selling? I'm selling something very special. I sell Chachmas. Chachmas? Chachmas? Hmm. What is that? Good advice. And if you listen to my advice, you'll become very successful, very rich. You said rich? Then I can give so much more tzedakah. And I can do so much more Achnazazarchim. Maybe I can build up a, a whole house for, for the Archim, for guests. You want to buy one? Yes. Okay. Uh, it costs one golden coin. Excellent. Here's a golden coin. One minute. Before I give it to you, you have to decide that you're going to listen. Because if you're not planning to listen, then you're going to waste your money. No, I'm going to listen. Okay. So here it is. He opens up the drawer, takes out a piece of paper, and opens it up. He says, are you ready to listen? He says, yes. And the next week, we'll continue the next part of the story.